the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Chablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Theology Alive podcast. Yeah, welcome. It's great to be here with you again. And we are in a different setup today. Completely different city, different um, setup. We're outdoors slash indoors. Yeah. We're in a, yeah. what do they call this? In, uh, a foyer of... I think um, I think Carson is a bit upset with us because he set us in the coldest spot that, he, he, that we could he did. be. There are yeah. two massive doors and they both open and it's right where the draft is going um but anyway we are we are at hunter ridge baptist church we are recording uh, an episode um and as you heard last week i probably said it nine times that we we do have a special guest for this episode i mean allow isaac for reasons that you all know um, to introduce uh, the guest for this episode yeah so today we have a friend we we graduated from btc we're in the same class, uh, Ewan Mosavell, and he's pastor of uh, Grace Baptist. Uh, Sorry, you sound like you, you went into Lingala. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan, Ewan Mosavell. Yeah, I don't know. He can correct me. I'm sorry, you want if that's not yeah. how your name sounds. <laughs> we understand. It's yeah, the accent. He, he knows my accent by now. I mean, um, and he's uh, the senior pastor at Grace Baptist in Eden, Inadale. Um, and yeah, he's, he's joining us for, for this uh, podcast. He's been doing some uh, training with, with Lance uh, in BNA churches and regarding what the church looks like. So I thought it would be appropriate to have him with us. So welcome, Ewan. Thanks for having me. Isaac, I hope you told Jabwa I was your first friend. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, for all our listeners, I told you this is the episode where I'm left out. But that's okay. <laughs> right, so, so maybe to kick us off, Yuan, um, if you don't mind just sharing a bit about who you are to our listeners, um, where do you come from? Um, maybe, uh, the problem is you're a pastor, so that's, that's, uh, we need to be very specific with what we want you to say. Um, so, so maybe briefly, how did you come to know the Lord and then leading up to your call to ministry? Cool, that's a lot. <laughs> it sounds like an interview. <laughs> like, Buzzy, give me your testimony. Right? So um, what happened was, I think it was 2009. I, I was saved before that. But obviously, we, we, don't, we didn't really understand what it looks like at that point in time. Mm. And we just lived recklessly, and I lost one of my friends in a car accident. Sure. And um, identifying the body there and those things, you start realizing life is short. Sure. doesn't matter what age we find ourselves in. And, mm. and ever since then, I never looked back at, 
at the call that God has placed on my life to, mm. to be in ministry. Sure. So, so um, you are pastoring a church in, I think it's Ennerdale? That's correct. Um, how, how did that come about? Did you always see yourself as becoming a pastor? What, what, what was your trajectory? Um, where were you going? And then where did the, the turn happen for you to be called to Ennerdale? I don't think nobody in school <laughs> feels they're going to, when I'm done with school, when I'm I grow become up, a pastor. I want to be a pastor. You never hear that. You know? <laughs> but my, my trajectory works that um, I was looking at studying IT. I was in my yeah. second year of programming. Sure. And yeah, when I felt the call, let's call it strong, if that's mm-hmm. the right word to use, I left, I dropped everything and I started looking for theological <coughs> seminaries. Sure. And maybe uh, you want it to be just interesting to uh, um, hear how was just your, um, your transition? Because you finished college and then you took over from. Uh, pastor that had been there for a long time so maybe just briefly share I, I long know, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so maybe just share with us how, how was how was that uh, it was, transition it was quite interesting at at first um i never knew what the role was sure. if i can say that am i the lead pastor or am i the number two mm. you know you never yeah. knew because you'd go to meetings and the um, previous pastor would be in the meeting. Oh, wow. So you wouldn't know, mm. is he here to mentor me or, <laughs> or what? But that was the first part. But after the first meeting, um, we had some words, if I can call it that. We had mm. a good conversation. Okay. And I painted out what the vision would be. And that was the last time I saw him in the meeting. And then mm-hmm. ever since then, he just sat and listened to sermons, even though he still sure. wanted to preach. Mm. But <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Wow. Well, no, praise, praise, praise the Lord for that. And, and, and as you know, we've, we've been continuing in our journey um, through the statement of, of faith. Um, and we find ourselves on number... It's loading. It's loading. Nine. Number nine. Um, and, and I'll read all of it for us. And then I'll emphasize the part that we are on for this episode. Uh, so number nine starts by, we believe that the Bible is the whole... Oh, that the Bible... We believe that the church is a whole company of those who have been redeemed by Christ Jesus, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, reconciled to the Father, and thereby to each other. That this church is the people of God, the body of Christ, and the temple of the Holy Spirit, through whom God's purpose in history is made known. So today, this is where we kick off on number three. That the local church, as a manifestation of the universal church, is a community of believers in a particular place where God's word is preached and practiced. The two ordinances are observed and church discipline is exercised. That in the local church, both men and women are called to serve equally and male headship uh, should be evidenced. Number five is that each local church is ruled by Jesus, governed by its members, led by its shepherds, and served by its deacons. Mm. So yeah. maybe to kick us off, Martiniano Gomez Pinto. So I want to preface this conversation with, if you are looking for a good church, if you're looking for a good local church, your local church should have the following. They should partake in the church ordinances, they should exercise church discipline, and God's word must be mm. preached. Um, so if you want to find a good local church, look for a church where God's word is preached, 
where God's word is the authority and the center of that church. Look for a church that practices the church ordinances, but also look for a church that, that disciplines its members. Yeah. I mean, Paul charges Timothy in, in 2 Timothy 4, a charge in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge, uh, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, Prove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. So, um, a, a church uh, that does not preach the word of God, the whole full counsel of God, it's it's more like a, a, a social um, club, really, where you hear just opinions. But uh, at the center of a biblical church is. Um, the gospel being proclaimed, the, the whole word of God being proclaimed. And, and it is in his revealed word that we, we see church discipline that is, needs to take place. Is, is that not what we've seen in, in Acts 2.42? Shameless plug. Go listen to Pastor Mark's sermons <laughs> on how churches grow. Um, he's been mm. doing a stellar job um, unpacking Acts 2.42. But mm. in Acts 2.42, we see that um, the, 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 the congregants in this church and the members of this church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching um, mm. and to the fellowship and to the prayers. Um, so so it, it, it is of vital importance that when you do find a church, make sure that they are doing this, but not just doing it, but that they're doing it well, doing it um, in, mm. in accordance to um, the, the, the scriptures. So, so maybe even just quickly, we skipped over it. Um, if you ask yourself, why, why aren't we explaining the beginning part? That the local church, as a manifestation of the universal church, um, is a community of believers in a particular place where God's word is, therefore, preached, practiced, and so on. Um, because we covered most of this in our last episode. Um, so maybe just to give you one quick sentence, we have the invisible church, and then we have the visible church. The universal church is the, the global body of Christ, where you see Romans uh, mm. 7 9. Um, where people of every tribe, every nation, every time we want to get together to worship God, we're going to have this massive church service mm. where we're going to be worshiping Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. we don't see that practically. You, you don't go to um, checkers and you can see, hey, believer, unbeliever, believer, <laughs> unbeliever. <laughs> so, so then how do we, how, how do we see the, the body of Christ? We see the body mm. of Christ gathered in different locations mm. um, where, where they worship um, mm. God together. Yeah. So you and brother, whenever you feel yeah. you are bending within to comment, <laughs> just go for it. Yeah. I'm a guest here, man. <laughs> uh, we, we see even in, in some of Paul's introduction to, to his letters, you know, uh, to the church of God that is in Corinth, yes. uh, for example, uh, in Ephesus and, yes. and so on. And so though there are believers, uh, the, the universal body, the manifestation of that we see in, in local congregations yeah. and if you are part of uh, the the body of christ i.e if you are a believer you need to find yourself where believers are gathering i mm. mean um, we, we made the point last episode that online doesn't count <laughs> go to church <laughs> wake up on sunday morning and go to church i know it's cold right here it's very cold um in the mornings it's cold it's great to to listen to whoever your pastor is in your pajamas with your slippers with a nice cup of coffee but wake yeah. up, go to church, enjoy the fellowship, be convicted by God's mm. word. All the one another ministries cannot be done online. Mm. You must go to yeah. where the people yeah. are to fellowship yeah. um, and enjoy the Lord together. Yeah. So then we, we, we transition from that to, uh, to the 
sections that we're going to be focusing on today, that in the local church, both men and women are called to serve equally, and male headship should be evidence. <laughs> so let me pass the ball to you, to you and here, brother. And maybe if you could expand on, on, on that statement. Well, it's, quite, it's quite interesting because we, we live in a time now where my wife works in the corporate and, sure. and in the corporate setting, um, her coming home and us having conversations, it's mm. she and another man does the exact same job, but he gets paid more than her. Mm. Mm. Same job, mm. but he's making more. Mm. Right? So now she comes home and she says to me, we need to be equal. Equal mm. in the corporate. And I feel the corporate is spilling over into the church leadership mm. where we want equal everything. And, and I believe that's a view that uh, egalitarian holds. It's equal rights, equal opportunities, and, and so on. And, and, and they base their, their whole argument or their whole stance is based on Galatians 3 verse 28. And that's what they hold to, that there's no male or female Mm. Uh, within Christ, and and I believe that's that shouldn't be our standpoint to to pursue what the corporate mm. setting is doing. The Bible has a blueprint for who church leaders should be mm. and who should be preaching mm-hmm. or who should lead. Mm. Like like what you said, the the, the Bible has the blueprint, mm. and I think the reason why this conversation is is so heated is because we we step out of that. Yeah. It's uh, we we, we st- it's almost as if we want to step out and have the conversation and then step back in to mm. try to conclude the conversation, <laughs> yeah. whereas the conversation should be dictated completely by the blueprint given to us in the scriptures. And, and, and the thing on that is um, we want to be too woke. Ooh. We want to <laughs> <Okay>. be relevant. <laughs> is that words I can we use on there. here? We went there. Um, <laughs> the can has been opened. Now we, I feel we want to be too woke in terms of sure. we want to win over people by playing sure. according to what the world dictates to us, sure. what we should look like, sure. whereas... Jesus has given us a blueprint as to this is how the church should be. Yeah. Why do we want to go away from something like that? Sure. Uh, and there's a place for women in church. Sure. And there's a place for men in church. And I can, and I can go to you that we are created equally. It's not like women has a less of God's image mm. than, than we do as, as, mm. as males. Mm. But what it, what it looks like is that each one has a, a different role. Mm. We are equally created in God's image, but we have different functions. And, and my good friend, a free plug for Lance here, um, <laughs> he, he always says it like this, and he says he's never seen a man give birth. Sure. Right? So there's a role for a woman. Yeah. And, and one question I have to guys who hold to a view of egalitarianism is, why do you want a wife to submit to you as the head of the household, but you allow them to rule the church? Mm. Mm. If that yeah. makes sense. Now, now what's, yeah. what's, what's, what's interesting is, is I, th- I think that the can that you've opened, uh, I think, is, is the right can. Because I think what, 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 what happens is we, we, we have a look at what's happening in the world, mm. and, and we, we allow that to filter into the local body. I think, for, for example, we, in, in, in our minds, we, we see the church as, as almost a corporate ladder. And the world is saying, "I want um, to become an apostle." Exactly, <laughs> the, 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 the top ranking of the, the top mm. ranking, the CEO of the church mm. is the apostle. Mm. Um, or if your church doesn't do apostles, it's the prophet. If your mm. church doesn't do prophet, is the, 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 the lead pastor. Um, but but then when when we then say um, that that women cannot be pastors in in the local church, it's almost as if why are you putting a glass ceiling? 
it's like you're discriminating. Exactly. Why, why, why are you putting a glass ceiling and, and I, you are I, not allowing them to reach the, the top of this corporate ladder? I, I personally believe that where we've made a mistake as the church is we've said woman in ministry and attached that to church leadership. Sure. Where I feel it's two different things. Sure. Leadership and ministry. Ministry is broad in terms of there are many other ministries within the church. Yes. So when we say woman in ministry, yes, we need women. Women yes. to minister to women. Women yes. to minister to children. We need them. It's not like, oh, we don't need them. This is a male run, it's male dominated. No, but we should see evidence of male headship, sure. whereas the elders of the church have to be males. Yeah. And, and that's the point that the statement is making, uh, I believe, in that it says that in the local church, both men and women are called to serve. Mm. I, I, yeah, so I think maybe just to, to mention some of the scriptures here that we've kind of been, been hitting, hinting at. First um, Timothy 3, uh, therefore an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one, one wife. Sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. And then later on in First Timothy 2, um, Paul is, is going to say <clears throat> uh, in verse 12, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. And then Paul goes to, in verse 13, For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. So it's not like he's just, he, he says, this is what the church should look like. This is what, what the authority uh, in the church should look like. And then he is not speaking about just context where Timothy was, but he goes to the creation order. Mm. He goes right down to Adam and Eve. Mm. And, and so this is... This is um, this is an issue that the the way that God designed for for uh, not just the church but even in marriage, um, there is an, an order where where law uh, where uh, men are to be the head and 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 women are to submit. Men are to love their wives and, and wives are to submit. And and so in the in the church, the way that God set it up was that the uh, leadership uh, elders should be males and and you can see it's it speaks about elders and then it speaks about deacons um, and so um, that is why we we are saying that the office of elders and 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 that kind of authority is reserved for men because the bible says so so we have um, I want to read us a, a quote by um, senor R.C. Sproul, um, and uh, he says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 to 15, Paul specifically grounds his prohibition of women teaching and exercising authority in the order of creation, namely that Adam was made first and then Eve. The narrative in Genesis is carefully constructed, and Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, helps us see the significance of Eve being created after Adam. Now, critics occasionally object that the argument fails to persuade since animals were created before human beings. But this misses Paul's point. Mm. Only human beings are created in God's image, mm. and therefore Paul communicates the significance of God creating man prior to woman, namely that man is responsible to lead. 
Mm. Now, mm. now I think we, we, we see we see the problem the problem in that in, in, in creation we have the serpent going to Eve. And and, and, and what we see is that he, he, he tempts her, hey, if, if you eat of these if you eat of, of, of the fruit, um, you will be like God knowing good and evil. And and we, we have there an opportunity for for man to, to to come back or for Adam to come back and exercise his authority and say, Hey, no, listen, <laughs> our authority is God and, and if, if you listen a few episodes back, we we've we've chatted about this, is what, what the devil essentially did um, in, in, in Genesis 3 is he switched the order around where he became God, where the woman became after him, where we have man under him and then we have all of creation. Mm-hmm. He, he reversed what God created um, to be good in, in, in terms of the structure. Mm-hmm. God's initial structure was it is God, it's man, it's woman mm-hmm. and it's creation in the family. Yeah. And, and I, I think if, if we want to see society grow, in fact, if we want to see the church grow, we need to be, be true to this. But I want to go a step further and say this even in impacts society. Absolutely. Fathers in homes need to exercise mm-hmm. their, their God-given leadership of yeah. their families. And what mm-hmm. happens is, and I think that's the point Ewan was making, is that if, if you on a Sunday are teaching and, and exercising authority over your husband, how do you go back home <laughs> and say, yeah. yes, sir, yeah. I submit? <laughs> It, yeah. It's just it's just contradictory, and, and that's one of the points that that Paul is making. We, we 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 get this argument even even from from marriage. God has so made it that hey, husbands, you follow Christ, yeah. and mm. as you are following Christ, your wife is going to follow you in submission, mm. and 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 therefore you are mm. to lead as Christ leads His church, mm. um, and even pastors, dear pastors, um, please stand on this. Um, we saw. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I think it was a few days ago in the SBC, that's the Southern Baptist Convention, mm-hmm. where this topic came to the fore. I think Rick Warren's church ordained three mm-hmm. pastors, I think it was. And the three Southern, women pastors. Three women pastors, just to be specific. And the Southern Baptist... Um, bro, even, even in the BU. <laughs> Come on, we, we can't be pointing out in America certain but things yeah. that locally is happening. Oh, let's plug locally. You know, yeah. you last year at yeah. the assembly, yeah. so oh. female senior pastor, where do we stand? Mm. I was actually about sure. to say when America sneezes, we catch the flu. Um, and, and it, 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 we never caught the flu. <laughs> we sneezed to them this time. <laughs> but but it, it, is, it is seeping in. Yeah. Now, now, what mm. really disappointed me was this. Somebody stands up and says, in fact, one of Rick Warren's arguments was, we need to then define a pastor. what a pastor is. And they're going to take a whole year to do that. A whole... The- so in, in, in the BU, we have the, is it the Theological Forum. Yeah. Uh, something like that, I think it's called. Their job is to study what does the word pastor mean. Mm. Once we succumb to little things like this, and I mean, I, was, I listened to a podcast yesterday and I was listening to the response by Albert Muller. Albert Muller's argument was once we start now redefining words or going back to study these words, man, the, the, the ship is sinking. I mean, We're basically in the Titanic, I mean, partying whilst it's going down. The, the argument that is like, oh, we need to investigate what? It's been 2,000 years. <laughs> the Bible hasn't changed. The, 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 the culture has changed. You know? yes. and, and as you were saying, Jabu, the, um, it, does, um, the, it does affect... Uh, society mm. um, and um, it is easy for men to even in terms of uh, local 
churches in the context to just step back, yeah. to just say, well, it's it's fine. Uh, women can also do this. Now, as as you and said, there is um, Jesus values women in ministry. Mm. In fact, the the Gospel of Luke mm. um, emphasizes yeah. the the great role that women had in Jesus' ministry. You know, beyond what um, what the Jewish norms were at that time. And so um, we we value women. So just to be abundantly clear yes, about that. Yes. Um, but it does affect the church where now men are just sitting back. Yeah. And, and I heard it on one pastor saying, it's, it's not some, sometimes it's not so much as, as women sit down as mm. men stand up yeah. sure. take the role that you uh, that sure. you were called for sorry I interrupted no, you no, no until no. Jesus comes back we will live in this sinful world yes. and mm. in this sinful world we will always have this fight yes. mm. it's always going to come up sure. and, and the more it's happening in the corporate space mm. and the more we're trying to operate the church more like a business I know there's mm. <clears throat> excuse me, business elements mm. to the church mm. but we don't function fully mm. like a business yeah and the more we're going to lean to that side, the more we're going to have to look at sure. implementing stuff like this sure. to keep the, the woke AMA, AMA 2000s to, <laughs> to, to, to come into our services because sure. we need to be relevant. And, and there's this one saying that says the way you catch them is the way you got to keep them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, uh, one, one, one element of compromise just opens a a thousand doors to more mm. um, and, and that's actually what it is it's, it's, it's a whole train with a, it's a whole train with so many mm. cards mm. once we give in to women pastors we give in to LGBTQ plus mm. uh, I mean soon you're going to be ordaining in not just the SBC but in the BU if you're not careful yeah. you're going to be uh, ordaining uh, mm. pastors who are, are, are trans, trans, transgender you're going to be ordaining pastors who, who hold to homosexuality and Mm. Man, we, we, we need to be careful. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and once we open the door, yeah, that's next. Yep. That is next. So maybe just to, to go into point five. Sorry, just to, to, to wrap it up. You are right. You need to <laughs> move on. Uh, just, just to wrap it up, um, I, I think we, uh, I just want to re emphasize what you guys said. I think, mm. women, you have a role in the church. Yeah, 100%. You have been gifted by God through His Spirit. Mm. Use your gift in serving God faithfully, please. Yeah. We, mm. we need more women Absolutely. serving God faithfully mm. in the local church. 100%. Mm. But just understand the role that God has called you to. Mm. God has, in His divine mm. wisdom, mm. kept um, the, the, the office mm. of pastor to male leadership. Mm. Now, you mm. might be sitting there, you may be looking at mm. Pastor Isaac, like, I could do a better job than that. <laughs> Pray, pray that the Holy Spirit would speak through Isaac and mm. use Isaac mm. in the leading of the local church, versing wanting to mm. usurp that authority. Because yeah. that, that, mm. that's what the curse was, wasn't it? Mm. Your desire will be for the man. Yeah. So, so be careful. Be careful that um, you, you don't find yourself uh, falling into sin. Mm. looking more like the world and trying to change God's blueprint. Mm. I really like what you said, the mm. God's blueprint for the local church. Yeah. Now, talking about blueprint, yeah. we have a structure for what the church looks like. Yeah. So, uh, each local church is ruled by Jesus Christ, governed by its members, led by its shepherds, and served by its deacons. And it's important to start there that it's ruled by Jesus Christ. Um, we as Baptists, 
believe that the Christ is the head, the head of the church. Mm. So elders are not the head of the church. Sure. Um, but uh, Christ is the head. And, and so um, the, the Baptist principle of <clears throat> uh, con- congregational church government they appears governed by its members. Mm. Uh, but this doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it's like a normal democracy. Or is it? The, there is, God has placed elders, uh, a, a role of, of yeah. leadership inside the church. It's not mm. just everyone does whatever they want. There, sure. there is, uh, uh, an, there's order. A, there's order, yeah. Mm. There's, there's a great encouragement in that, knowing that, Christ is the head of the church. Yeah. Um, the, the the work of the building of the church is is not going to be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he he said that the the gates of Hades will will not prevail. And and I think I think we need to we need to make a fuss about this. That yeah. it it is a joy. Man, praise mm. the Lord that the church does not depend on me oh, <laughs> as, <amen>. as an <laughs> elder. <laughs> praise <laughs> the Lord, man. If I could tell you how many mistakes I mm. make or, or or how how after I preach a sermon, I'm like, yeah. oh, Lord, did, did they hear me? Did, did they get me? There wasn't me? a good one. Was, you know, um, and I mean, even, even to confess, I, I, one, one member came up to me mm-hmm. two Sundays ago and they said, Pastor Jabu, if you could tell me in one sentence what you were trying to say last <laughs> Sunday night, <laughs> what were you saying? Man, that was mm-hmm. like a, ouch, but sure, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's those humbling times where I'm reminded that, man, yeah. if mm. the Spirit of God does not work, mm. man, the, the, yeah. the church is doomed to mm. fail. But because mm. Christ is building His church. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very important. Sorry. Yeah. That's very important that Christ is the head. Yes. Because that humbles all men. Yes. Mm. There's no man that owns the church. Yes. Yeah. It's not His church. Yes. It's Christ's church. Sure. And Peter puts it humbly in 1 Peter chapter 5 where he says, Christ is the head and the elders are under shepherds. Yes. Mm. And I feel like we need to emphasize that. Yes. Mm. That the shepherds are under shepherds of Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. That yes. they go to an, another source, which is Christ, to get their authority from. Yes. And they lead from Christ's authority, yes. not sure. their own. The mm. sheep belong to, to Christ. Christ. Mm. We are just managers of, of his, his sheep. That's it. Mm. So, I mean, it's a humbling reminder to Absolutely. us as well um, to know that the initial care is coming from Christ, mm. but he uses us as well in caring mm. for his sheep. Yeah. Um, but, but just talking about, so the second one is, I mean, for us, we will all just say, yeah, um, the, the church is governed by its members. But other people will sit there and be like, the elders lead the church. No? <laughs> so, so I'll give you five, five models. Um, I'll try to read it as brief as I can. So the first model is the single elder led church. The executive model. Yes. <laughs> so it, it says here that uh, Daniel uh, Ekin makes the case for a single elder-led church. First, he builds a foundation by laying out the biblical evidence for congregationalism. Then, he shows the scriptural descriptions of elders, who they are, and what they are to do. Akin makes the case for a pastor-teacher who functions as first among equals. If there is a plurality of elders or a single pastor who leads the congregation. The purpose of Akin's essay is not to demand every church be led by a single elder, Mm. but instead the case be made that the New Testament allows for flexibility in the number of elders. Mm. However, there are churches who don't even listen to Akin and and, and just say... They want to remain one elder. One one elder and everyone else... One elder and five deacons. Yes. (laughs) 
But the deacons function as elders. You know what's funny? In the Baptist churches, we believe in plurality of deacons, but not plurality of elders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a guest. I can say what I want to. <laughs> Uh, please edit, edit that out. <laughs> just edit my name out. <laughs> but but you know it's it's so true. Just yeah, in terms yeah. of historically, Baptists I don't know for some reason, both uh, yeah here I know in Brazil also it was like that. Baptist churches don't have elders, and so I, so I can yeah. tell you. So I'm I'm from a mm. from yeah, churches tell us, from tell churches where <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a strong influence from the states. Yeah, yeah, and and in. Okay, fine. I'll plug it. So, in, in, in independent Baptist churches... Fundamentalists? The, the, listen. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay? Use the words that I say. Okay, okay. Independent Baptist. <laughs> in the independent Baptist, um, uh, the, the influence from the States was you, you, have, you have this one, one uh, pastor. He's not, even, he's not even called an elder. He's, 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 the, he's the one pastor. And then we have the, the many deacons. And when 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 and the thing is that I've noticed is when it comes to decision making, mm-hmm. man, he, he could wake up tomorrow morning and say, "Look, I want the wall to be pink." <laughs> no conversation. Not mm. in fact, um, I, I remember a church where the on paper it says it's congregational, but in practice it was it was the I mean we can even call it so almost almost a, a dictatorship like <laughs> yeah. where mm. where. He, he tells the church that this is what's going to happen and then the church must agree that this is mm. what's going to happen mm. versus an invitation for, sorry, an invitation for um, the, the, the local church to, to uh, participate in the, the decision making. Mm. But um, I, think, I think Acts chapter 6 gives us a, a nice painting sure. of uh, congregationalism. Mm. Um, I, 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 see, I know we speak of apostles there, but I see the apostles as the elders of that church there. You know, mm. and they saying go appoint seven sure. deacons, Proto- sure. prototype deacons. Let's call it that. Mm. But go appoint seven guys who will serve you because we are called to praying and teaching. There's, sure. a, there's, there's, there's a clear. Yeah. They make it clear there that our job is to pray sure. and to teach. Sure. When you look through the New Testament, the role of the elder is to give spiritual oversight, yes. to teach and to pray. Yes. Mm. So that's why I say just look mm. at the apostles as, as elders back there. Mm. And they say to the church, now you go appoint. Mm. And the church then, in, in, in its governance, then mm. finds seven men according to mm. the character that was given. There yeah. was a character sketch yeah. given. And that's sure, what we yeah. forget. Today mm. in churches, when we choose people, it's, yeah. hey, and speaks the most. I feel sure. he'll be a great leader. Sure. Mm. So let's vote for him because he asks questions in the AGM or the QGM sure. or whatever M we have. <laughs> and, and, and because he does that, he'll be yeah, a sure. great leader. Yeah. No, he's not a great leader if his character is sketchy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's sure. why if we go to Acts chapter 6, we'll see mm. that the apostles there gives the church mm. a mandate. Sure. Saying, look for them. They have to be filled by the Spirit. Sure. So they've got a clear mandate as to what we need to look for. Yeah. Mm. And that's when we'll get this picture of the local mm. church yeah. is governed by its members, sure. led by its shepherds, mm. yeah. and served by its deacons. Because wow. the elders, the apostles there, would go on to teach. Mm. Sure. And the seven that were appointed yeah. would go on to serve. Sure. Mm. And mm. the church grew. Yeah, because it functioned correctly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that's a that's a that's a healthy model because I think you, you also see that the the 
there, there is a sense of, of, of shepherding in terms of leadership mm. that the apostles were taking, yeah. but yet it, it is the congregation that's, that's going to come and, and they're going to make this decision yeah. together. And mm. it's, it's, it's a, he's, they, they're bringing the congregation yeah. with them. I mean, if you think about it, the apostles could have easily said, okay, take Isaac, okay, take, take Carson, take Yuan. These are great men. Use these men. Yeah. But they say, no, no, no. It's your responsibility to find these men from among you. Mm. And they, they knew... So they could see, because mm. the role is to have oversight, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. they could see what was lacking in the church, and, and they're saying, hey, guys, this is the direction you need to go. Yeah. And mm. that's sort of what we see in the local church mm. as well today, where, where, where the pastor has this responsibility for, for, for vision. The, the, the pastor has um, this, this res- responsibility to, um, to, to lead the church and to pray for the church, but... The church is the one that can fire that same pastor. Yeah. <laughs> the church is the one who prays for a new and, pastor, who yeah. leads, who, gov- who governs. I that's mean. important because it keeps the pastor accountable. Yes. It keeps the elders accountable mm. to its members. Mm. Mm. Sure. Because if we don't have accountability, we're going to become dictators. Mm. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. With, with us having the members governing us, sure. it means we yeah. don't have that uh, if I can call it that, wiggle room to do as we please. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just to, uh, to kind of repeat what Yuen was saying, the, the Bible emphasizes a lot on the character traits of elders. Just to go to First Peter 5 that Yuen was quoting, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And you know, it's a, lot, a lot of people have won the title, but uh, their life don't, don't, don't reflect that. And, and there is a criteria that churches must have in, in appointing and recognizing the elders uh, that is beyond just theological understanding, but... What does your life look like? What does your character sure. yeah. look like? Yeah. I've been enjoying a book by Bonhoeffer, and he makes the point that dangerous leaders... So he's the one who wrote the book, um, uh, is it Letters to Winners of Souls? Or, oh, what's the yes. first word? Um, yeah. Just missed the first word, but it's something to Winners of Souls. Words. Uh, letters. Word, yeah? Whose book is it? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'll find we'll, it. I'll we'll find, find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. Jim. All right. I'll anyway, <laughs> I promise you I read the book. All right. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the point in the book that Bonhoeffer didn't write um, was he says um, ministers who are outrightly, um, he says the most, dangerous, the most dangerous ministers are hypocrites, mm. are, are those who have the facade of godliness, but in actual fact, are not. In fact, he calls them lukewarm. He says lukewarm ministers are the greatest threats to a local church. He says you'd rather have someone who is outright sinful in their ways, because you, you can see who it is and you can know who it is, versus having, having someone in the local church who's lukewarm. Um, Oh, brah, Heratius, those are not names that you remember. But anyway, his name was Heratius Bona, words to uh, winners of souls. Uh, but but, but, but the, the, the point we're making is, is under shepherds and pastors have a great responsibility in, in, in upholding holiness. And I mean, we listened this morning to Pastor Ronald Kalifunga challenge us as men to say, hey, 
we need to pursue after godliness in our own lives. We need to be pursuing discipline in the scriptures, devotion in the scriptures. Mm. And from that, we're leading people. I mean, the Apostle Paul says, follow me as I am mm. following after Christ. Mm. My, my character can be followed because my character is that which of someone who's following after Christ. It's not mm. saying mimic me in everything I do, but yeah. mimic, mimic my, my behavior of pursuing after mm. Jesus Amen. in devotion and in faithfulness and in obedience to his word. Mm. So just uh, wrapping things up, uh, Yun, any, any words you want to uh, tell our listeners just regarding uh, church and, and, and what churches should look like? Any, any last words? Brother? Church is everything we spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, we're all, we all looking for great churches. Mm. Um, this side of heaven, great churches are few and far to come by sure. because we are all sinful. Mm. We're all wretched men. Yeah. yeah, but there are those who are following the blueprint mm. sure. that Jesus yeah. has given us. Plug into those churches. Yeah. Sure, that's great. Uh, Pastor you. once said, um, uh, "If you find the perfect church, don't join it, because <laughs> if you join it, you'll be the one to spoil it." <laughs> um, so I mean, oh, praise the Lord for that. Man, they, we mm. we do have a lot of um, what's the right word? Let's say faithful. A lot of yeah. faithful churches who are faithful to the scriptures. Mm. They are there. Um, so, so, so please don't, don't compromise when it comes to what church you attend. Yeah. Mm. Um, attend a church that loves the Lord and preaches His Word. Now, I feel bad because I did say I'm going to give you five models. So I'll just read them. I won't read the, <laughs> the what's the word, the definition. Um, so I told you that there's the single elder-led church. There's a Presbyterian church, congregational-led church. There's an Episcopal uh, polity. And there's lastly, well, that's it. That's all five. Um, so those are the different um, church models. And we obviously hold to a congregational model at Central. And sounds like Yuan is a, is a man of the word. He also holds to a congregational um, governed church. And I do hope that these, this episode was, was helpful to you. Um, as a member of a church, if you go to a church that holds to um, congregational governance, Man, it means you need to play your part. Please mm-hmm. be involved as a member. Attend mm. those meetings. Um, mm. uh, uh, vote when you need to vote. M- uh, make your voice heard when you see things happening in the church that are not aligning to scriptures, that are going to hurt the local church. We need you to be faithful to what God has called you to do as a member of a local church. If you can see that the toe is hurting, don't keep quiet and mm. allow the toe to rot off the body. Mm. Um, make your voice heard um, so that the church can continue to grow. Good. I hope you enjoyed this episode about the church. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Yuan, for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks. God bless. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture. And nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. We are relevant not because we are like our culture. We are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men. Our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men. Thank you for joining the Theology Alive podcast. Please subscribe and share. Later. I still need to secure the bag, you know. Like I was like, everybody should be complimentary. It just makes sense. It makes sense if you read scripture properly.